Hello, world. Hello, hello, hello. That's the wonderful Miss Glam. You got Mo Hazel, and we are just two badass besties. Episode 68. We're doing it. In the 60s. I know, we're doing it. Hopefully, hopefully our 10 fans love us. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. That's what's up. Anything new? No? These COVID times, the days run together, you know. You don't even leave the house for days on end sometimes. Understood. But we have something fun to share. We did our besties. We did. I was trying. See how unforgettable. It was clearly unforgettable. (laughs) No, it's fine. But so I'll let you. It was your idea. Tell us the premise and I'll just jump in. I bought Adventure Challenge books and I have to be extra. I have originally got on there to buy the couple's version because why not? And then I saw that they were having a sale for the bundle of buy all three. So I was free. No, I paid (laughs) for you. So I need to know. In the words of my niece, when it arrived, I was like, yay, look what arrived. And she saw and she goes, so you just going to torture everybody. I said, it's not torture. Yes, it's torture. So there's a friendship version one Uh and we did the first activity in the friendship book. One of 2000 activities, mind you. I think it's like 24. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I think. Well, that's all I'm going to do. Whatever. (laughs) So I think it's about 24 activities. Okay. The book is kind of broken up where you, it's like sections where it kind of tells you what you'll be doing. We picked the section that had something to do with food because mm-hmm. we were hungry yeah and it gives you little icons like you know if it's in your home if it's you know driving if, if it it's messy water <laughs> <laughs> yes how long approximately the activity will take you whether or not it's going to cost you money it gives you those hints and then but you don't know what it is so you scratch it off Well, then we scratched it off Mm -hmm. and it said, fancy pants, you are going to have a bake off. You are to pick a recipe, go get the ingredients, bake and post your concoction on social media and let people decide who Who made made the the best best dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I won. See how she just breezes over everything else? I will say it was a fun activity. It I was. I did not want to bake, but I had fun. I did too. I, I had fun. I haven't, I, baked, I haven't baked anything in years. You know, I like baking. I just don't bake as often as I as I do. I don't but think I would have I like baking. Ever I like baking baked over cooking. Without that book, I don't think I would have ever baked with you. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, I probably would have never baked with you either. I love raw batter. Just... Yeah, she did. She ate my, she licked my spoons. But (laughs) I didn't re-dip for the record, just for all the, but yeah, But I went to go rinse the spoons or the mixers and she was like, don't do that. Mm -mm. What what are you doing? Don't waste that. Don't waste that. Mm -mm. I'm the pre-wash. Yes. What did you make? I still don't know what the hell it was called. I mean, it's, it was funny. chocolate brownie with caramel drizzle, cheesecake Icing, uh, frosting, and chocolate white chocolate and chocolate and chip. Yeah, curls. Yeah, shavings. Yeah, but I don't and know a, what in a fancy wine glass. Yes, 
I think they call it like a brownie cheesecake parfait. Like, I think that's what it was called mm-hmm. or something like that on the, the winner recipe. is what it's called. It is called, it's the, called winner. the winner. Yes. It's called the winning dish. So mine was a s'more brownie pie. So here's where Mojeza went wrong. Mojeza went wrong in well, mine's first going of all, it to taste good. the best. The point mm-hmm. is we were posting it on social media. They ain't tasting it. They ain't tasting it. So it needs to look pretty. But I Not wasn't expecting mine to take it out the pan. It. She was like, I need you to plate it. That's where we went wrong. And I think I might have would have had a chance. No, because you posted. That was a janky cut. I cut it super janky because that marshmallow was sticking. And yeah, that's yeah, why you should have cooked it individually. And yeah. I mean, you know, listen, I was trying to do what the recipe says, you know, but it tasted great. Both actually did. So yes. that's all that matters. But it was a fun activity. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Congratulations on winning. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, it, it was very pretty. It was very pretty. You know, I don't know if I I like to think you had assistance. She did help with, Ooh, put caramel on the sides. Take the spoon. But I helped you too. You could help me plate it. (laughs) Well, I couldn't help you cut that. (sighs) But yes, it was a fun time. It was a fun bestie bestie adventure for sure yes and it was funny because we both kind of picked brownie type yeah we didn't know what we're picking we both ironically picked brownie yeah different yours is of course fancy that makes total sense mine is janky it was very but yet awesome so we had to go grocery shopping for our ingredients we cooked this at mo hazel's house so we looked and see what she had you know like okay you got sugar you got you know butter but we're gonna need you know these extra things for our recipes here we are in Publix shopping I am buying extra stuff and I went to Party City because I bought the little plastic wine glasses you you know as a wrap when you're supposed to be going to buy ingredients at a grocery store and she's like I gotta stop at Party City what party we throwing I get it she was trying to be fancy and it showed it was great your money I won you did. you did. And I had to get the pipette, you know, little plastic thing so I can make sure my icing was extra. No, it was all about presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won, you guys. I did. Although I would like to think some I'm of those votes that said both. I don't know. I should have forced them to say. Me. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. If they say I... both. Then it means I'm a I had Virgo. A chance. The details matter. I and then we did have a couple of people taste it, and I was able to bring them cups, individual cups. She for sabotaged them, me there too, and was like, "Some kids, no cup. kids tasted my because... concoction." And then I gave specific instructions on mm-hmm. how to eat mine. It was never delivered, but I made sure yours was delivered properly. Really? I'm I didn't deliver I didn't deliver any instructions for mine either. It was all right. Because it was I got, ready to go. I had, I had yours chilled. No. Yes. I had just made mine. Yes. Remember, you did. I put I didn't. all the ingredients in the fridge. I reheated it. Not the frostings. Not what needed to be reheated. That uh, cheesecake was not. And that yeah, cheesecake needed to be no. cold. Yeah, it was kind of because I reheated the brownies and the cheesecake kind of melted on top of the brownies. I mean, that's your fault for not delivering in its purest, 
best state. I put yours on the cardboard and made sure that air was hitting it just right so it stayed cold. Really? I'm telling you, I did. So you take credit for my win? I, you know, I got to get in there. When you're a sore loser, okay, when you're a sore loser, you will find any way to be like, but see, you know, if I didn't do this over here, you wouldn't have won. You know, that's... That's just how I was raised. I'm not, I'm, I'm competitive and, you know, clearly I'm bitter. That's all. Let me drink my bitter tea over here. It may have went differently if they had a taste thing. Sure. But, you know, when it came to who's the fanciest, blah, you knew blah, I was going to win. I like, it was something that we would normally never do. Well, I told you specifically, I wanted to do something physically fit. And here I am eating sweets <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> That, but I mean, it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun. fun. It was fun. It was fun from the grocery shopping and having, you know, the public store associates help us find things and being like, what you making? Yeah. It was fun. They made me think I had a chance too. They really like, did. Ooh, yeah. I was like, yeah. And then I did get worried in public because I was like, well, dang, maybe her's fancier than mine. And that's when she was like, I'm going to party soon. <laughs> I did my, see, we shouldn't have talked to those sales associates. I might have would have had a chance because I was just like, I'm literally only going to spend $8. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, this activity described us to a T. You are fancier than me. You are extra. You went a little extra. You don't mind spending. And it was money well spent. Very, yeah. You know, very well so um, on high quality products. I was trying to be cheap. I was trying to see what already I had at the house. I relied on just everybody's going to love it. You know, I just relied on certain things and, you know, I I went the way I went, but it kind of it kind of described us, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it, my slice was not perfect, but it tasted awesome. Yours was lovely design and rich in taste. So it was, it did the thing. It brought out the best yeah, in both of us. Because if I look at what I spent, I think I spent $17, almost $20 mm-hmm. on, on the presentation the stuff. To make it extra pretty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, With yeah. the glasses and the pipette stuff. Mm-hmm. The swirls yes. were not a part of the... No. Yeah, those were fancy swirls. I almost yes. wanted to steal some of them swirls and just be like... You did almost. steal some of my caramel. I, I, no, the, the chocolate drizzle. Oh, the chocolate drizzle is yeah. what you stole. I did. I, I freelanced and tried to make it fancy. I was see, like, see, I that's, that's what happens in our friendship. I see her over there stunting. I'm like, well, I can stunt too. And I was just like... Drizzle, 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 drizzle. That's what I do. I was just like, I can pee cute too <laughs> it was fun it was fun it was all right and then you know our people got to benefit from it because they oh, got gosh. a dessert and you know it was I a felt hand like, delivered dessert yeah now that was the thing i was like what am i doing so i didn't do anything physical i'm over here making desserts i didn't want to do that but it was fun yes. and then i'm over here doing community service delivering food at eight, to eight the nine needy. o'clock at night I, when i tell you my fam bam ate my stuff up like right then and there like it was they it was great include you know what i mean and so i felt like oh i'm special delivery to the needy <laughs> and and really they obviously they're not needy but they were needing that dessert at that moment <laughs> whatever was going on in life that dessert gave them each life i feel like we made their day brighter yes you know so that's yes. what i mean my nephews by needy were delivery 
My nephews were excited. Aww. Chocolate sweets before dinner. Right? And they got away with that? Yeah. The parents were like, just go ahead. Eat it. Eat it. Well, it's Auntie I gave uh, them, Clam. I gave them the cup. That's another reason why I couldn't give them a slice uh, of yours. Because yours would have been I'm messy. I'm going to be honest. I gave them I'm their own individual cup. I can't speak for your sissy, Pie Diva, but both sets of parents, they weren't going to uh-uh. share that. I think if they had it their way, no, they weren't going to share it. They uh-uh. sh- like, them cups made sense because yes. it's like you have to count for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one per person. But I think honestly, if yours was not a cup, they wouldn't have shared those either. Probably not. Because it would have been messy. Yeah. With the cup, it was less messy. Yeah. Quote, quote, messy. Sure. Kids don't ever eat anything messy. Nah, bruh. That's an adult dessert. They wanted it for themselves. They did not want to share. Kids go get ice cream. This is mommy and daddy time. That's what that was about. Well. (laughs) But it was fun. Yes, it was. Are you ready to get into the weekly delight? Your time with me, weekly delight. Nah, if I won, it would have been my weekly delight. (laughs) (laughs) You saying you ain't got a weekly delight over there? What's going on? No, I have one. All right, all right. You ready? Yes. All right, weekly delight. It's where we take a person, place a thing, inspirational quote. It can be winning brownie cupcakes. It could be mimosas. It could be books. It can be music. It can be anything we like. It's just something that is getting us pumped and getting us through the week to get to Friday. And with that being said, Miss Glam, you are up first. My weekly delight this week was not you. It was date okay. night with Bay. It's okay. He cooked for me. Aww. He always cooks for me. But it was a special date night. So what made this special? Like, it wasn't a planned date night. Actually, we were just hanging out doing... It was a supposed to be a do-nothing day. Okay. But he was, you know what? I'm going to go get in the shower. I'm going to go get dressed. I was not dressed up, but... He, he didn't get dressed up, dressed up, but dr- more he than went normal. He went a mile. He went yes. the extra mile. We were going to go out and eat and we did go out, but I wasn't waiting 45 minutes for dinner. Uh-huh. When we got there, he was like, we can wait. Oh, I can cook. So it turned into, oh, you can cook. So we then we went grocery shopping uh-huh. to get what, well, you know, basically what I would have ordered at the restaurant and what he would have ordered. And then we went home and he cooked and we just talked. And it was lovely. That's awesome. It was lovely. That's awesome. Did it feel special and different? It did. How so? <laughs> <laughs> you you know it's so funny. Y'all can't see me, but I'm like throwing my hands like and and no, but no. You didn't sp- say and why. <laughs> you just said did it. I answered your question. Again, it did. I just I guess it was a one word well, answer. Here's but why most people elaborate, but it's okay. That's not what you asked me. Well, like I said, he yes, got... Yes, no, and why? He got dressed up. It wasn't meant to be a date night. And he... It was clear that he was trying to do what I... You know, whatever I wanted to do that night. And obviously, I had to eat. But even when he was cooking, like, it was just conversation. You know how, like, when you go on a date and you're asking questions and just doing that date... Like, the different date night type of thing versus the regular conversations of, oh, by the way, this happened and, oh, and the work is this. It was more more romantic. Okay. Fair enough. I'm glad you had a very romantic, spontaneous date. Yes. Boom. Well, my weekly delight is uh, Lovecraft Country, the series on HBO Max. That's Mm -hmm. got Journey Smollett Bell, and it's got Courtney B. Vance, and this guy. I have not seen him on any show before, Jonathan Majors, but the cast is phenomenal. On top of everybody else that's in the show. Each 
show. Who introduced um, you to this show? You did. Well, you know what? In all fairness, not uh, really. Uh, no. Uh, you're not gonna take no, credit. No, no, I, it, you, no. You forced me to watch it, but I was gonna watch uh-uh. it anyway. Uh-uh. Don't uh-uh. Re- no, you no. Uh-uh. Like I'm serious. We always said we wanted to do it, but there are a lot of shows that we say we're gonna watch, and then we just never have the time. But then when you were watching it and saying how awesome it was, I was like, of course, yeah. Let's let's try to get it in. I mean, clearly we have someone who's watching it, and it makes it official. But we were gonna watch it eventually, uh-uh. darling. Don't. Yeah. No. I like Journey Give me Smollett. my credit. No, no. You won. Wrong. You won. You can't win everything. Yes, I can. No, no, not today. But anyways, love. Do you watch country. this with tech support? I do. And so it's a couple show. Because like you have some I mean, shows that are yours. It. I could have watched it without him. He just wanted to, he wanted to watch it. So it's a couple show. I No, and the only reason I ask is it's a couple show for me too. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, couples can watch it. It does bring up conversation. I'll give you that. I could have watched it by myself, but yeah, we watched it. Yeah. I could have watched Misfits by myself if it makes you feel you better. You did watch it by yourself But first. then I watched it with him too and it That's was fine because, either way. Yeah. Well, that's because he wanted to steal my glory. I mean, I took too long to watch see? it. See, but I'm clearly I'm taking too long to watch this because as I'm watching it, I am not through with the series. It's one of those you have to pay attention to. Oh my god! You have to catch it at every, you know you cannot be sleepy because you're gonna miss a bunch. And um, it's so jam packed, and it's it just to me it's kind of like Misfits. It's a lot of different genres rolled yeah. into one, and I am finding myself to be a big fan of shows that it's... mix it up from sci fi to romance to just I don't know just adventure. Um, it's really good. It's a time pe- a, a period piece. Yes, mystery. You know, mis- Yeah, it's so many different components to it, and I think it was really brilliantly written, and I think each episode felt like its own little mini series yes but like each episode you have more questions right yeah oh my god yeah it's like thought provoking like yes. really thought provoking yes. and uh and, and like i said it's a timepiece. so what we said it was in the 50s 60s 40s, yeah but sometimes 50s. it goes back to the 40s doesn't it feel yeah i thought it was in the 40s and i think when we last talked you said no it could be in the 50s so it feels back and forth yeah between the 40s and 50s it's very uh, with the times. Yeah, you know what I mean. You'll you'll definitely as you're watching it, you'll get the feel for what period it's mm-hmm. in. Yeah, just it starts out of the sci-fi because you know you instantly. Matter of fact, from the first episode, you're thrown into the sci-fi. And, yeah, and, and you com- wakes up and you're confused. Like, because when I first watched it, I'm like, wait, do I really want to watch this? And like, then it goes back to normal life. Yes, and then you're kind of thrown in with some sci-fi again. And I'm trying not to ruin it for people. But it's it's definitely, and then it keeps changing and changing. Yes. I felt like it was a little bit of horror. Horror was yes. a genre too. Yes, it was so many different things. But I think you'll definitely be um, happy with the acting. I think you'll be happy with the costumes and just the and it's so the in, dialogue. It's so intelligently the was, written. The everything. The music was phenomenally done. You know, I can't continue to rave enough about it. I feel like if they don't get nominated for things, whether it's Golden Globes, it was award winning in my opinion. And it's really good. Jordan Peele needs to continue. You ready to get into this topic? Yes. All right, let's get into it. Are you patting your boobs? Why would I pat my boobs? Well, you know, it's it's for your good. Do you check once a month to see if you have any lumps or bumps or? 
I'll be honest. I don't. That's all right. Do you, but you get screened. I do get, well, I was screened for the first time last year. Okay. Well, hold that thought. We're going to ask yes. that. Okay. You stumbled upon an article um, that was in essence um, that was about Ananda Lewis and for all the kiddos out there, Ananda Lewis was like a VJ. That's where I know her from. Oh, are you kidding me? But anyways, if you're if you're a '90s baby, you know I knew her. I she looked familiar. Yes, that's her. <gasps> so um, she was a video VJ. Now, obviously, I don't even think there's such things as video DJs anymore, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah, that I but... know of. I don't know. I don't think that they're the like same thing, thing like MTV used to have. I right. don't think they MTV, do those anymore. MTV, BET had them. But anyway, she was that type of personality. That's what she did. Current day, Anana Lewis revealed in an article with Essence that she had stage three breast cancer. In the article, she uh, expresses her regrets about not getting a mammogram sooner than she did. She was diagnosed at 47, which was two years ago, uh, with having stage cancer and the article goes on to quote her she said I watched my mom get mammograms for almost 30 years and at the end of that she had breast cancer and I said huh radiation exposure for years equals breast cancer yeah I'm gonna pass thanks anyway and those statements have come back to haunt her in her feeling of she wish she would have gotten it sooner but pretty much what she was talking about is when you get your mammograms, the dose of radiation, um, they are small, but it is a possible risk. But according to American Cancer Society, the risks for harm are super minimal. Yeah. And in the article, she said the amount of radiation she had to subject her body to for treatment mm-hmm. was way Completely more. different. Completely so, different. So... In her avoidance of getting mammograms, she then subjected herself to more exposure is what she was saying. The immediate thing that I got from this is, as women, we do need to talk about it amongst each other. And we need to educate each other on something and talk about those experiences because Ananda appeared to have made her her thought process based on one person's experience. Mm -hmm. Granted, that's a very important person's experience. But when you, you know, talking to your moms, your aunts, your family, your friends, your coworkers, talking about it, everybody's experience on how they've been touched by it in some way or fashion is going to be different. And I think all those collective thoughts can help formulate a better and form you on what to do. So with that being said, let's talk about, and we'll each go into it. So you're about to allude to your first experience. So what, le- how old were you? What was it like? And did you decide to do this on your own? Or what made you come to the conclusion, I need to go get a mammogram? So I was 36 okay. when I got my first one. Mm-hmm. So what made me get one? It was a combination of you and my sister. You know, I've known you as long as you've been getting yours. Yeah. But the rule in my head is 40. Yes. 40. That 40. is the normal yes. age by the way, to get these screenings. For insurance purposes. Sure. The normal is 40, but the exception is, is if you have a family history, you're supposed to get it 10 years prior to when that person was diagnosed. Yep. And I knew that rule because you taught me that rule. Mm -hmm. Where I went wrong is I didn't ask questions of my family on both sides if they had it. Or ever been diagnosed with it. I mean, I knew the history of my mom 
because, you know. The immediates. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I knew my mom's mom, mainly because I was, you know, with them primarily. Yeah. I did not know about my dad's mom. Mm-hmm. I knew about her sister, but that's not a direct link. They wanted, it has to be, you know, like grandparents. It mm-hmm. can't be like great aunts. Yeah. I didn't know that my dad's mom was diagnosed in her 30s. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think to ask the question. And I think I was talking about it with him and he brought it up and he's like, how did you not know? Cause no one told me. I didn't think to ask the question. That's where I went wrong and where I will try to be better with, you know, my niece of educating her medical history. Yes. Because sometimes it's like, you know, you don't want to necessarily pry, but it's important. It It is. I think, and you hit that on the head. The family history is so vital. Sometimes people don't want to share because they don't want to burden others or it's their personal journey. It's too personal. But their journey affects you if they're your family. Yeah. Because there's a linkage because there are so many things that are so genetically linked. And this is one of those things, but so many other diagnoses that are genetically linked. And so it's important not to be nosy, not to reveal family secrets, but to save another person's life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you go get screened. Yes. What was that experience like? You've shared your experience of how it was. So I knew what to expect. Two totally different experiences. <laughs> it wasn't. I thought it was going to hurt a lot more than it did. Based Spiritually, on, did it break you? Huh? <laughs> Spiritually, did it break you? I'm just joking. <laughs> but, you know, because you described like the machine. It was cold, but they've done a little bit better about, you know, warming them it's, up. It's a lot better. Um, yeah. It wasn't a, it was a quick experience. And actually, like, you get your own little dressing room. They give you a little pink robe. It was, they, they give try you. To, they try to make it. They do. They, they give do. you, you, you know. You feel like you're at the spa until you go in that room. Because <laughs> they give you, um like, wipes. Because you got to wipe off the deodorant. Mm-hmm. Then they give you a packet of deodorant. Yep. They give you perfume. Well, they ask if you want perfume. They do. They try to make it mm-hmm. feel like spa life. The, and don't get me wrong, the technician was lovely, but she would make comments like, oh, you're, ooh, you're dense. What does that mean? Is it bad? Like, so yeah. when they were making comments, I'm not as educated on what I should and should be. So you're educated in tones. Yes. You're like, that tone doesn't sound right. What does this mean? <laughs> and so she was just like, no, no, no. You're just, it's, you're young. I wish I was young. I'm like, okay, so that's a good thing, right? Yes, it's fine. Um, So it wasn't a bad experience experience it was just I was on pins and needles not knowing what to expect so any little comment kind of set me off is it good is it bad is it good is it bad type of thing sure and then the the results process Mm -hmm. so they mailed me the results yes and in my head I went well if they're mailing me the results then the results must be good Mm mm-hmm But, you know, so, but there were terms in there that I'm like, I don't know what this means. I mean, at the end of the day, it said all clear or you're fine or whatever. See you next year. Yeah. But it was like, no one's going to call me. The only thing now is when they did call me to find out if I got my results, I panicked a little bit. Like, did you find something? Like, why are you calling me? Like, if they had always called and just said, here's your results. I mean, I probably would have freaked out then too. But now if they were to call me, I'm going to freak out because last time I just got something in the mail. So a call will Mm -hmm. equate in my head, bad news. Got it. Does that make sense? No, it does. I'm so used to the calls now, girl, that... 
Well, you know, I, I mean, so I hear you and I, that's why I'm not responding in that sense because that is a part of the experience, especially when it's your first time. There's a lot of confusion. It's a lot of, you can tell that they're trying to make the experience as pleasant as possible. And then there's panic. And then sometimes there's even scared moments because you're waiting on these results, you know, because it's just like, all right, bye. And you're like, I don't know right then and there what's going on. No, you don't, you can't tell me. No, we I got to wait. Okay. You know what I mean? It's so many different emotions and it's all different depending on the person's experience. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think yours was a little bit more pleasant than mine, but before I get into my part of it, um, I will say while I'm silent on it for you and respect that journey, I understand everything you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it makes total sense to me what you're saying. When my mom got diagnosed and I was 14 years old, I was so in a panic then for her and she was 33 when she got diagnosed I thought I was gonna lose my mom and then when I learned how great it is for early detection and she was in the early stages and how it's just a part of a process don't get me wrong it still put me in sad moments like I always remember her having um her surgeries or her procedures done around Christmas so for a while I just didn't like the holiday because it seemed like every year back to back it was surgery or reconstruction or surgery something mm-hmm. it related to that so it's like I don't even look forward to Christmas because I know it's coming out right after Christmas mm-hmm. she's you know scheduled for a procedure but she made it a point to always have me aware of the process and I was right there side by side she did not shield me from it I saw all of it it didn't seem foreign to me to do my research just like her in finding out the history of all the cancers and especially the breast cancers um, that happened in my family and on both sides. And it was very scary because it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. I had a lot of family members that had breast cancer. Um, a lot of family had lung cancer. I do remember her doctor saying when I was young, breast cancer can sometimes skip a generation. I still remember that. You don't tell a 14-year-old that they're children and they're not even old enough to be thinking of children. But now I'm thinking, I don't want kids because they're going to get cancer. Like, it scared Mm -hmm. me. So I just... I just always wanted to be informed. So 10 years younger is me at 23. I go get my mammogram and I am very well prepared to get my boobs smushed. I'm, I, my mind is set. Let's just do it. It's going to be a part of the routine. Let's go. Um, the spa treatment was in play, you know, the whole, you have your own locker and you know, lovely pink robe and you know you know the little Mm -hmm. you know and I'm just sitting and I'm just sitting and I'm in this room with older ladies all of them older than 40 or at least 40 no problem no shame in that but I got next no my name didn't get called another name gets called another name gets called then I get called in um so um we're trying to understand how old are you? Why are you getting it done? I'm like, listen, my insurance is going to cover it. My mom is 10 years younger than diagnosed. Call my doctor. Like I'm supposed to be here. Okay. Literally. I think I was in there for two hours. I might be dramatizing a bit, but it was definitely more than an hour. And I feel like it was more like maybe an hour and a half to two, but I waited in there for so long for them to then be like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. My thoughts are racing. What does this mean? What's going mm-hmm. on? What I'm, you know, I'm panicked and nobody came to, to explain things to me. They just kept asking why. So I go in there, it's cold. It's just the, the heightness in my head of mm-hmm. let's do it. 
I'm protecting my boobies. I'm saving my children that are not here mm-hmm. yet. And I'm making my mom proud and my family proud. And it just got deflated. And that emotion triggered into it feeling like a cold, isolated experience on top of the blades were cold. So it felt very much it, the motions played into mm-hmm. how I was feeling. And it seemed like, okay, next year we will make sure this is all good. And every year in my 20s, or at least for the next three to four years, I brought my mom one time. I brought you one time. And it didn't matter if I brought people with me or what. It was always something because they just didn't want to give me my screenings, mm-hmm. even though I was insured and did my homework and got my history done. And I finally, my doctor that does the prescriptions, I've been with her since the since I was in my 20s. And I will not, I don't know what I'll do when she retires. Like, <laughs> I am not prepared for that. But, um. You know, they finally had a screening facility in there on site and I went there. But I mean, there were times where I get angry. I'm like, I'm I associated mammograms with whose ass I'm going to whoop today (laughs) if they don't give me my mammogram. True, true fact. I'm like, who I got to get scrappy with. I remember you would dread your appointment time. Yeah. So times have changed. Now it's great. They're very cautious with me the facility that I go to now and they'll be even over cautious with me. I've done MRIs. I've done sonograms. I have not gone as far as a biopsy. So that's, I guess a good thing, but I'm not scared of that either. I don't want a needle in my titty, Mm -hmm. but I will take a needle in my titty if it (laughs) saves my life. I'm saying, you know, so, um, now let me ask you, you got it done. Are you grateful in hindsight that you didn't wait till 40? Yeah. Because now I know. And honestly, I need to schedule my appointment. But like I'm due again for this year. Mm -hmm. And I'll get it every year until, you know. Yeah. That could save your life and you never get diagnosed. Like it's just one more doctor's visit is what I'm saying. And I mean, like I'll be like, even though I didn't get the the mammogram until last year, Mm -hmm. before that, you know, when you have your woman's exam, they do the the self. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah, they check. They do that. And they've I've always had that since gosh 15 16 Mm -hmm. you know but i didn't get the mammogram till last year because i didn't know i was eligible to get it right so you know and it wasn't until my doctor was like did you ask the question i'm like no one has it did you ask but did you ask Mm -hmm. no you need to ask yeah I don't think I even asked. I think it ended up coming up and I went, well, damn, I should have asked. Yeah. I think the experience teached me how to advocate for myself a little bit better to fight for it and not just assume the doctors are right or, and not saying the doctors, but not assume that the facilities are right. And what they say to you, you have to like really push for things that when it comes to your health, I don't know if breast cancer has touched you, but because so many family members have had it gone through it. And then like, I try to make a conscious effort of supporting organizations like the American cancer society, um, that when they raise funds, it's to help women who, can't really afford to do their treatments and and it helps with research and you know they have groups like power of the purse where they you know they raise funds it's a grassroots company that raises funds to like go to capitol hill and fight for women's Mm -hmm. rights on certain technologies and i try to always go to symposiums and just educate myself more on it and just i'm really i'm really grateful you let me do this topic today or let us do this topic today really 
because it's you know how near and dear it is mm-hmm. to my heart and because i think this is the first usually you do a walk i do a walk and, every year like but i couldn't because with COVID. covid yeah so this um, is the first year and how long i know i was celebrating year seven of me having my own team and the people on your team raise money for this cause um, not just me doing a donation, but it's like me doing a donation and anybody who's walking with me, we're donating to this great cause, American Cancer Society. But I want to say it might have been at least 10, 10 years, because I think mm-hmm. I've been doing it three years before that. And, you know, it's so funny. So how I got started with that, with American Cancer Society, is my mom was walking for a young lady that got diagnosed. One of her coworkers got diagnosed at age 27. Mm-hmm. 27, had a couple kids and left this world with those, not those babies. And so I thought, well, yeah, let's, let's march for her. And, uh, on her honor, um, the group was called Megan's butterflies. And then, um, I was sitting at this brunch cause I always go to the survivor. I'm always my mom's guest at the survivor luncheon. And I love those things. I live for those things. Cause it's, it's an awesome feeling to watch all these survivors talk and be in a good space and, and give hope, um, to the cause. And this one young lady, spoke they always have a survivor speak and she was like you can make a team you don't realize how important you are and she's just talking to the audience she's not Mm -hmm. talking especially to me you can be a leader and advocate for others and you don't realize the impact you can have so be a leader it touched me and I was like yes I can make a team (laughs) and I did that year and I surprised myself on how much we raised it wasn't a grand number I think we raised a thousand dollars but we raised more money than Megan's butterflies Mm -hmm. and I did this team in honor of my mom I was like why do I have to wait till a person passed away to honor them kind of like how we were talking about in the past give them their flowers while they're alive I did that for my mom and um Thank you for joining the team. You know, um, I know you couldn't do it every time, but thank you for even being on my team at times. But that whole set into, you know, motion of me starting a team. And I think over the years I raised close to $9,000. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Which is more and than just the normal difference. $25 that yep. I was doing. And I was, I wanted to tell her the next year, thank you for, because it's the same usual suspects at mm-hmm. the, Thank you. Because of you, I started a team and I raised like a little over a thousand dollars. This is great. And I was the top 20 teams out of a hundred and some teams. She wasn't there the next year. Mm. She passed away. She, I guess it came back and came back with a vengeance and she didn't make it. And from then on, it just solidified. I will always try to do something for women in Mm -hmm. that way. That will always be a cause for me. So I don't know if you had a story that touched you, but... You have family members that um, had breast cancer. Like, what was their journey like with the breast cancer, um, if you don't mind me asking? Honestly, like, I learned that my grandmother got diagnosed. I wasn't aware. I, like, and I guess by the time she went in remission and beat it, I don't, I don't think I was born back then. I, I never knew. I knew my my aunt, uh, my great aunt, her sister had it, but that's because she had one of her breasts removed Mm -hmm. and she always had that 
it's that bra that yes, yes. that has the fake boob in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so aware of those, yeah. I remember growing up, she would always take it off. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's part would have got the question because when people would ask, I was like, well, my great aunt, but you know, they would go, oh, that don't count, you know, because it has to be that immediate, you know, mother, father, grandmother, like that immediate chain. Yeah. And I only knew because like growing up, it was like, like she'd take the bra off and then I would be confused. Like, wait, ain't you supposed to have two? So I, I just remembered that. And then she explained like why she only had one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, so I remember that, but I never knew about my granny until I was in my Mm thirties. I really wasn't part of the journey of when people got diagnosed. But knowing this now about your grandmother, your granny, does it motivate you more to get your mammograms? I mean, I know that like now I know there's a family history and I know that not saying that's the only reason why my grandmother, you know, my mother, like my aunt, like they all get their mammograms, but they're over 40. Mm -hmm. So I knew when I hit 40, I would have to go. I just didn't know it was important for me to go now. Yeah. And, and so a stat with American Cancer Society in regard to that one in Eight women in the U.S. will get diagnosed with breast cancer, according to American Cancer Society. In regard to what you were saying, women and men with a family history of breast cancer, especially in the first degree relation, are at increased risk for the disease. Going back to what you were saying, the importance of just knowing that family history, it truly can save your life, especially when yeah. it comes to breast cancer. And men, you are not disqualified from this. I, I don't think we hear that story enough. That's what I would love to hear more of men. I do, you know what I am proud of? And I know you probably see this too. When it's breast cancer month, I do enjoy seeing men wearing pink. Mm-hmm. I do get a high out of seeing men walk with women. I do love that men take this seriously. I see men do their own fundraisers. Um, Real Men Wear Pink Mm -hmm. um, campaigns are really rampant in the American Cancer Society community. But I really love that men are not taking this as a joke and they're super supportive of the cause. I just don't think there's enough men that come out. And at least in my experience. Mm -hmm. So if you are out there and you do, you know, own up that you've had breast cancer, Shout out to the rooftops because I think that's the one thing. I think women are starting to get on board and we are having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, look at you. You're like, I learned about my granny. That was one. You're hearing from your sissy, you know, her um, understanding of the of breast cancer and how it's touched her world. Same with mine. And all that accumulated. And even like the knowledge that you know, mammograms or how you screen. All those things cultivated you going. And so I think as women, we're starting to open more. It needs to be more conversations, um, especially in the family dynamic. Men, I don't, I, 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 my hope is that there's more conversations for them because they are, they're not as highly affected, but they can, mm-hmm. they, they are not immune to it. It is not just women have breasts. Men have breasts too. They have breast tissue. Ours are just plumpier, juicier, and appealing to the eyes. Mm -hmm. And you know the other thing too, and I want to talk to you real quick and then we can kind of close if you want. Breast cancer, I think it's so underrated on how it can affect you as a woman. Like, okay, like how you were saying that your relative, she would take off her bra and the boob is in the bra still. Mm -hmm. The vanity of when you're diagnosed and you have to get these taken off. And while it's not the essence of this is what make me pretty, 
it's what makes you a woman. Mm-hmm. And to have that taken, you know, because you can't just like, and magically the boobs are back. No, you have to go through a process of those things are off and you have to decide if you're going to do reconstructive surgery. And then it's like a set of procedures. You get the boob, you got to get the, the nipple, and then you got to get it tattooed. I mean, it's like a process. But in the midst of that, women are feeling all kinds of, I'm not beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why it needs to be taught or you lose your hair. But how would you feel if you lost your hair? Right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And how would you feel if, you know, you can fit into your shirt all and you can wear that two piece and then you don't want to wear a two piece no yeah. more. I remember when, I don't know, like remember Angela Jolie? She. Oh yeah. Angelina she, yes, Jolie. Yep, Cause yep, yep. she was going to remove hers as a precaution. Yes. And I remember that was a big thing in the news it was a big deal yes yeah so she was just like i'd rather not deal with it just let's just take that it, she apparently um you know wanted to be precautious of i don't want this cancer i don't want the potential of it so let's lose the tissue that could get it yes and um start all over there's a bravery to that i know listen i know exactly what you're talking about i think at one point that was a discussion <laughs> for me let's just chop them off and start all over it's scary Mm -hmm. but that's a real decision to make especially if you have a high family history i couldn't do that but i applaud her choice and bravery and one talking about it and actually doing it um i respect that journey for her i don't know if i can do that i i'm kind of like let's screen 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 and just pray 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 and uh we'll deal with it when it comes because hopefully Mm -hmm. it's early detection you know what i mean and i just try to stay on top of it that's my um they also have things like the barack test which my mother took and so the barack test is a testing you can take to kind of see if you're genetically can be genetically connected to it do you hold the gene of Mm -hmm. possibly getting it um and mothers can take it and they can let you know if the gene um, is taken. Um, and the reason why I had to do that, my insurance was like, and I'm not going to bash that insurance, but please know your insurance because insurance is tricky. They wouldn't let me take it, even though I had the high family history, to see if I was genetically connected because they said, I have to have the cancer first. Why am I taking the test? Exactly. And I could never get that broken down. I went around, around, around with insurance, my doctor, everybody to try to figure out if so, I have it, I don't need yeah. it. It's too pre, it's kind of letting me know how aggressive I need to be mm-hmm. to catch it early. And so we learned that, you know, my mom can take it, which of course she had the cancer, mm-hmm. but they can, we can let me know if it's a genetic marker. And um, then if she it tests wasn't. it and it is, then you're allowed to take right. it. Right. And because it wasn't. It, she tested that it wasn't a genetic marker, so therefore I don't need to get it. Mm-hmm. But we still, my doctors are very cautious because of the history. Mm-hmm. And I will continue to. I did it for that because of my mom, because that's the first time that I really saw my face cancer happen. So the gears were turning, but it opened doors for me to ask about everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, And if I hear something, I mean, it can be cousins. What you got? <laughs> How long? You know, and... I do have a few family members that are very quiet about there and I have to respect it, but I wish they'd be a little bit open Mm. for the family, but I respect it. So any final thoughts? I, again, I 100% appreciate you finding this. Um, I appreciate Ananda Lewis for talking about that and speaking her truth, but I appreciate you for finding the article. You're welcome.
Any final thoughts before we move on? Go get screened. Go touch your boobies, love your boobies, and fight for your boobies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. She means scientifically. Yes. <laughs> yes. Time out. Fellas. While I, you know, while hey, I want your woman how to, to screen for her, you know what I'm saying? Get involved, you know, get familiar with her, her, her boobies and, you know, feel for them lumps and bumps. Don't just caress it. I mean, I need you to do, take you, your two fingers, take your ta- two you're, fingers, you're show your index it? and your middle finger. And you just, you know, press kind of hard, but you're doing the circles and you keep going around, you know, out of circle and you keep making circles until you get to the middle. I need you to don't be just, you know, rubbing like how you normally feel all crazy. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> but I need you to take your two fingers and just, you know, but really just you don't take really it for granted. You really know so you know if you feel the difference. Yeah. And have those conversations with your family. That'll be my last thought. And have those conversations with your family. An awkward conversation, but it's a good one. And uh, write it down so people don't have to repeat themselves, nor do you make it to where it feels like it's a comfortable conversation for all. Like if you're the one that got the information, pass it on to your cousins and your sisters and your your brothers and whoever. So that way they know and they can know if they need to get checked or screened for any cancers, any diseases. All right, Miss Glam, we ready to go to Petty Word of the Day? We are. All right. So Petty Word of the Day. So we take a pretty word out the dictionary and we uh learn it absorb it and we apply it to sentences so we can teach you one how to be pettier but two to learn a word of the day yes that's our contribution to society (laughs) (laughs) it's really not but anyways miss glam with that being said the floor is yours okay i did a tongue twister today Let's see if I can say this word. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. See, I, I learned how to say this word and you confusing me. <laughs> so, my word is episiopedic. 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 It's an adjective. It means the leaving of a thought incomplete, usually by sudden break off. Okay? Mm-hmm. My sentence mm-hmm. is a jab at you. Okay. But it's true. Okay. Sometimes... Mo Hazel will have a simpleton moment that will that will have me having an episiopedic moment. <laughs> I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that because I know deep down you know I'm smart. I, it's, I just you're a smart simpleton. I'm a I'm smart with sprinkles of ditzy. <laughs> All right, if you're gonna say it, say it right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we may the, not know how to describe your cupcake but things, i know how to describe me <laughs> some of the things that come out of this child's mouth oh my god oh it's my funny. god i'm oh a my funny god. girl oh my god she keeps us entertained that's that's what i'm here for um so my word caconate cacunate excuse me caconate caconate cock you cock you no is it cock no is that what you're saying no what do you say cacunate cock you what my word is a verb it means to laugh loudly or it's about me it is my sentence i am pretty sure we are aggravating our fans eardrums when we calculate on air that sounds so dirty (laughs) you said i say funny things so there you go sounds so dirty and i feel like i totally butchered that word so google it you guys google it 
She messed me up it's with the cocktail. So, so <sighs> dirty. So dirty. But it's true. I guess it's no dirtier than Bay. You know, but girl, <laughs> girl, if the word of the century is Bay. Um, so that's our show, guys. Is there anything left to say? Until next time. And touch your titties. And we are out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>